the big piece to working as a couple, managing money together, is making sure that you both get money that you get to spend without any question. Another myth is that you should divide and conquer, but it just doesn't work. Why do we invest in our relationship? Because over time we get complacent and we kind of just take things for granted. I have a great relationship, but you know what would be better is having an excellent relationship. Welcome to the Rad Money Podcast. I'm Dylan Pollock. And I'm Rebecca Brooks. And, and we're, we're Rad, Rad Coaches. Coaches. And we help purpose-driven people eliminate financial stress and maximize their income so they can focus on the more important things in life, like spending more time with their friends and family, giving generously, and living a life full of purpose. Because the world needs more good, wealthy people. Welcome to this episode of the Rad Money Podcast. We're excited to have you here today because we're talking about an, a topic that's really important to us, investing in relationships. And because today is the day after Valentine's Day, we thought that this would be an excellent time to be talking about such a subject. And, you know, we can talk about investing your money in a lot of things, but have you ever thought about investing in your relationship at large? For us, it was kind of a new concept. I mean, not especially consciously. I think it was something we started doing very early on in our relationship, but we hadn't really honestly even realized what we were doing. And so we started to just reflect on ways that we've invested on our relationship in the past. And we were honestly blown away once we actually looked back and reflected on how much it has paid off and the dividends that we have received from it and the ways that it has helped us on our financial journey, on our journey as co-business owners. And it's really just, it's so incredible. And yeah, timely. Exactly. Investing in your relationship, one thing I think that's really important is that you don't realize the compound effect that's going to be had when you start doing things like putting money into your relationship or time into your relationship and thinking of it as a way to invest. And we're going to share some of our best things that we like to do, but also kind of get you inspired about why it's so important to be doing these things as well. Because you know, the statistics in America aren't really good looking when it comes to relationships and money. Actually, money causes a lot of problems in relationships. So if you think that you don't need to do this, we want to change your mind and we want to want you to see how important investing in your relationship is and how it can make your relationship so much better. Your relationship, but again, your journey to financial freedom as a couple, like you really have to look at it from both angles. And so that's why we're talking about this today is, yes, we are financial coaches, but we also know that when you're on this journey as a couple, that you have to also invest in that relationship as well because you are dealing with a very emotionally charged, challenging topic. Like you said, Dylan, the statistics for the way that money fights are so common in relationships, big cause of divorce. We all know the statistics. It's why we manage money uh, some of the ways that we do in relationships mm-hmm. with, you know, the splitting of bills and all that sort of stuff and always keeping things separate. Or I like to say, uh, till death do we split the check. <laughs> <laughs> but that's all because of how we know as almost a society, right, that money and relationships can be really, really challenging. So you have to invest in the relationship as well as in the, you know, financial education component. And you have to put effort, like how you said, time and money Mm -hmm. into the relationship so that you can benefit from all of it together. And like you said, it'll compound. So really excited to share 
how we have done this in our journey in yeah. the past 10 years. We're celebrating 10 years together, actually. Right, I was about to say, like, you know, what makes this really important to us is not only are we financial coaches and we work together, but we've been together for 10 years. We've been married for six years. So this is something that we know a lot about, money and relationships, because literally our life together (laughs) (laughs) it is literally our life together yeah Yeah, so we have a a special place in our hearts for helping couples in particular and so we hope that you find this really useful one thing that dylan was talking about before we hit record was this myth that you know a good relationship is one that you don't have to work on i think it's total bs i remember hearing that and i thought okay this is how a relationship is supposed to be it's easy it's fun There's no problems at all, but that's just a a narrative that's really common, but it sets you up for failure because as soon as something tough comes up, well, clearly this wasn't the relationship for me and I'm going to bail. So the opposite of that means that you're willing to invest in your relationship. You're going to work at it because anything that's worthwhile is worth investing your time, energy, and money into, whether it's a relationship with somebody, whether it's your career, your kids. If it's worthwhile, you're going to invest time, energy, and money into it. And that's what it's all about with the relationship, too. Yeah. And and back to you shouldn't have to work at it. Totally agree that that is such a lie. And honestly, it keeps a lot of people from enjoying what is amazing about a relationship, which is having somebody who can make you a better version of yourself and Mm -hmm. inspires you to be a better Mm -hmm. version of yourself. I mean, that was like the biggest thing for me when we first met was that you made me want to be a better me. And so you lose that opportunity to grow with somebody, which is just the most amazing thing to see yourself through these different stages in life and to encourage each other along that path. You know, one thing I like to say is that I I love the man you are and I love the man that you're becoming. And that journey wouldn't be possible if I bought into that lie of, if a relationship is good, you wouldn't work at it. Yeah. Well, I love you very much too. I'm really excited to have this conversation and you challenge me and push me all the time to be a better person. So I think it's a two-way street. It's pretty awesome. All right. Well, let's get into it. How to invest into your relationship. And let's just start with the financial side of it. If you want to invest in your relationship, then you got to manage money together as a couple. If you're going to build a life together, like when you imagine yourself married with somebody or just together with someone long term, you own a home together, you are retiring together, you're doing these big things that are financial goals. Exactly. Together. And you're a team. We talked about this in the last episode. You got to act as a team with your finances too, because it's really confusing if I have my own plan and you have your own plan, we're working two separate plans, and we may not be going in the same direction, but if we talked, we could align our plans and and start working a lot better together. One of the last couples I was working with, they never communicated about money. The husband in the relationship, he was creating a budget, but he wasn't really sharing any of the information, and the wife was spending money, and so there'd always be this like, how come you're spending so much money over here? And she'd say like, why aren't you giving me enough money? Because life is expensive. And so there was never any communication. And so by managing money together, when they actually came together and started talking about their finances, life got a lot easier. The the financial stresses were shared. Mm -hmm. So then there was something that they could overcome together as well. So my money challenges are now our money challenges. My wins are your wins. And all of a sudden, it's a lot easier to work together when you start communicating. Another myth is that you should divide and conquer. 
And I'm a big fan of delegating. Don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. A classic thing for me when I have employees and stuff is like, is this a one-man job or a two-man job? And technically, you know, creating a budget is a one-man job. But you need that second man to, like, buy into the plan. (laughs) So without that step, it's all for naught. So that whole idea of dividing and conquering, it just doesn't work. Then the other part of what you're saying about your wins become my wins, the most amazing thing, again, to do as a couple is to have shared goals, to work towards them together, to encourage each other as you go along and say, hey, I'm right here with you. I'm your battle buddy. Like, let's figure this out together. And then to reach that goal together, it's just like the most enriching thing you can do as a couple. Oh, it's it's fantastic because yeah. you're you're making progress. You're you're building a life together because everything in our lives is interconnected with finances. So whether it's the like, oh, we're saving up for the new car because that's super exciting. So that's always a good thing. Or if I guess Dylan's trying to tell me he wants a new car. I don't know. No, I love what we got right now. But no, the point is like getting a new car is fun and exciting. Um buying a new home you know everything has this financial element so when you're working at it together it's just exciting to get there and to have the shared vision and so it's that's a really important part too is by managing money together you get to align your vision you get to set priorities together and say hey this is really important to me this is really important to us as a couple and as a team you get to decide on the actions that you're going to take to make that happen right right so If say you're making the budget and you're just like, Rebecca, we're just not going to eat out ever again, which I mean, we don't anyways, but hypothetically, let's say we did a lot and you're just like, all right, that's it. We're not doing it anymore. But I don't, I don't like buy in, you know, like we have to actually come to that decision together. Okay. Yeah. We're not going to eat out together, Mm -hmm. but what are we going to do instead? Okay. That's again, two man job. (laughs) Right. (laughs) We've got to figure that out together. Yeah, you got to figure out how you're going to eat because if I decide we're not going to eat out anymore, well, if the standard's been no one cooks, then there's just going to be no food on the dinner table the first night that we don't go out. So we got to work on this together. Yeah, Um, and decide on the new budget for things like groceries or are we doing a subscription box or whatever? And then what's the division of labor? Right, right. Well, so when we first started managing money as a couple, you know, for us, it looks like every month sitting down coming up with the the budget, the plan that we were going to have throughout the month. And really, like Rebecca's saying, we would sit down, we'd create it, and we would decide, you know, what are our priorities? What, How do we want to spend our money? And make sure both people felt like they had equal say in the, the budget. We also, this is a big piece to working as a as a couple, managing money together, is making sure that you both get money that you get to spend without any questions. So I have my own fund money that I can spend without any questions asked and I have the freedom to spend it however I want. And Rebecca has the same for her that she gets to spend, but it's the ability to have our own shared goals, but also to have our own personal lives too, where we get to have a little bit, like do whatever we want to do. Yeah, exactly. I think we'll, we should do a whole separate series of podcasts about couples managing money together and we can really dive deeper into that. But that's a big one for sure mm-hmm. in maintaining the whole independence, quote unquote, that one's a bit that's a big one for people right is like the nickeling and diming of each other and how does that work and that's the solution right there is just give each other a spending limit that's like no questions asked above that we should have a discussion because that's going to mean that there's ripple effects in the financial plan right for the right. month so it's 
it's really just that simple. But yeah, so make sure that to invest in your relationship, you're managing your money together, you're taking steps towards doing that. And then some of these other ways that you're going to invest in your relationship can actually play right into it like so beautifully. It's again, compounding. Yes, because working together as a couple is going to have a compounding effect on your finances. Again, mentioned in the last episode, but worth repeating many times throughout this series or or this podcast is couples that work on their finances together have a higher net worth than couples that play the individual game with their money. Couples that work together have a higher net worth than couples that don't work together. Just something to think about there. Yep. And so as we move forward in this episode, I want you to think about investing in your relationship and not just in terms of money, but how you can invest time and energy as well. So some of these next things are free things or very low cost things that you can do to invest in your relationship. And so the next one is one of our favorite ones. It's listening to podcasts together. And it's just great because when we first started our financial journey, we discovered podcasts and we listened to some financial podcasts. We listened to Freakonomics. We were listening to the Dave Ramsey show, whether you like them or not. It's a, it was a great way to get the financial journey started for us. But what it really did was it allowed us to listen to things and then have conversations about these ideas and topics and just get to, to learn about Rebecca more than I already did. Yeah. And in terms of Dave Ramsey in particular, I mean, I can't count the number of times that I'd stop the podcast in the middle of it and just be like, I don't think I agree with that. You know, I mean, there's a lot of things that I appreciate about the message from there, but there's a lot of things that I have my own opinions on as well. And so just within the relationship, it was important to have that dialogue, just to be listening to this content, have these questions or these things brought to our attention, and then to just discuss them. Right. And to decide like how each of us approached it as an individual and then come to an understanding as a couple if it was something that we needed to take action on or wanted to prioritize or any of those things. Exactly. And then so, you know, nowadays, as we listen to podcasts, it just creates a lot of great conversations, which is a great way to invest into your relationship is to get to know your your spouse or your partner even better. And it's nice, too, because now I know what Rebecca's interested in. She knows what I'm interested in. And so as we're listening to things, because we listen to a lot of different podcasts, and I don't have the same list of podcasts that she does, but she'll share an episode. She's like, hey, like this was about something that you've been talking about recently or working on recently. And, you know, I think you'd be really interested in it. Tell me what you think. Yeah, there's really two buckets I think that we hit a lot when it comes to the podcast that we listen to or share with each other. And the first one is, you know, relationship specific ones. Mm -hmm. So if we hear an episode where, Especially if it's other couples who are entrepreneurs together, we're always listening to those, wanting to learn from people who are walking the same path. Yeah, as it's we a are. unique journey to be working together and living together and married. It can be complicated, but it's always nice to listen to their stories because, you know, everybody's we, got their approach. Right. And how can we make it better? Yeah, exactly. So there's podcasts about relationships. And then, like Dylan was saying, the shared interests in general, business podcasts, self improvement podcasts. I am such a, Andrew Huberman fan. It's yeah. If we can make one recommendation, if you listen to this podcast and you're like, I want to improve my finances and you want to also just improve yourself as a human being, listen to the Andrew Huberman podcast. Yeah. And once you see the type of content, you'll, I think you'll learn a lot about us, honestly, because I mean, it takes a uh, interesting person, I think, to listen to a four hour episode about 
biology and neuroscience. But yeah, so listening to podcasts is just such a great way to invest in your relationship. Highly recommend seeking things out that are about your shared goals. And it's a great way to show interest in your significant other's interests. Yes. And like, let's just find something to talk about other than work. You know, how many people come home and all they got is their work life and you want to have some interesting conversations, then listen to a podcast. I learned something new today. Let me share this with you. I found it super interesting, right? Because having good conversation is probably one of the reasons that you started the relationship. And then why do we invest in our relationship? Because over time we get complacent. And so we kind of just take things for granted. So by doing things like learning about your partner and asking them questions and then seeking out stuff that they would be interested in. That's what you did when you were courting this person and trying to like get to know them a little bit better was you tried really hard. So this is a reminder that you got to keep trying. You got to keep dating your spouse. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you absolutely have to. I mean, there's plenty of podcasts that we listen to that they're not about finances. They're not about business. They're not about anything, but it's just like, hey, that's kind of cool. You know, let's right. let's talk about that. Isn't that kind of fun and give each other new stories and learn new things. And it just, it does, it keeps things interesting. Okay. So kind of related to listening to podcasts, but number three is reading books together. Right. And you don't have to read books. I don't know why I'm jumping on. Some people don't like to read books bandwagon all of a sudden, but you can listen to them, but read or listen either way. Totally. We're not purists when it comes to how you consume your your books. We've That's right. become more f bigger fans of the audiobook lately. Some books better than others, but we really like to read books together again on various different topics and just to share what we found interesting about them, whether we're reading different books, right? You know, how's your book going? Like that's a great question to ask somebody. Right. Tell me about it. Tell me what you're learning or how the story's going, right? Or then there's actually legitimately reading the same book at the same time. Yeah, well, we, we try to do that a couple times a year. And it's really fun to just sit down and read a book and then in the evening talk about where you are in the book. And we try to we try to stay at the same pace. We'll make sure that we're we're kind of at an even point. I made it to chapter two. Let's talk about chapter one and two, but not move on any further than that. Yeah, I mean, we're our own little mini book club over here. It's why we have like the reading lists that we put together. We'll actually drop the links to those in our bio. And you can kind of see some of the books that we like to read together. But again, these are books that are about growing our relationship together and improving in that way. Mm -hmm. um, one of the best books that we read about that is The Inner Work by the yoga couple, Matt and Ash. Shout out to those guys. They're amazing. It was such a great book because it wasn't just about the relationship. It was about how you become a better version of yourself. And through that process, you are a better person in the relationship. So it just, it was a great, great read for sure. So that was one of the ones that we co-read. We read it at the same time. What we'll do is we'll buy a book on Kindle and we each have a Kindle and then, you know, go through it at that same pace, doing the kind of book club situation mm -hmm. of not reading ahead. Let's make sure that we're taking the time and discussing as we go. And it enriches the experience so much. You get to go deeper into it. You get to learn about each other. And it helps you retain the book more, which is really helpful when we're reading books that are more about like business and leadership, which is another big category for us. Right. And I mean, not to mention, you know, this is a financial podcast. We've read a lot of finance books together. And if you're if you're trying to invest in your relationship, if you're trying to improve your financial journey with your significant other, sitting down and reading financial books together is so important. It's just like sitting down at the beginning of the month and coming up with your budget. If you read some concepts about finances, 
then you can talk about what you like, what you don't like, and make sure that you have an, a shared vision of what's the priority right now. What are we going to do together? Well, not only that, but you're increasing the odds of coming to it with the same level of financial knowledge and education so yes. that nobody feels like they're super far behind. And so that's, I think, a huge thing because there's always one person in the relationship that knows a little bit more, is just more maybe naturally interested in finance than the other. And it's not always men. It's not always women. It's, you know, it just depends, right? But so making sure that like you're kind of coming in at an even playing field so mm -hmm. that you can both have productive conversations is, is huge. It's right. a total game changer. Yeah, you want to have at least a baseline knowledge where you can just hold your own ground and be able to have a, an intelligent conversation and say, hey, I want our future to look like this. I want our plan to have these elements because... And you know what you're saying there. Yeah. Yeah. So we could go again forever onto that. I will say, though, before we end this category, I think the favorite book of mine that we've read together was Shackleton's story, the book Endurance. Oh, yeah. That was very fun. We were we actually had quit our jobs and we were traveling across the country from Washington to Tennessee. And, and we took read like two or three weeks. To yeah. Do that. And so we read it as we were going across the country. That was a, that was very fun because it was like we were on our own little adventure and you know reading someone else's adventure it's always kind of fun to read read books that are in parallel with whatever you're doing in your life at the time that's also a fun thing to do yeah but it's also just a really good book it is really good <laughs> it's just yeah, it's, a really good book those guys were um, wild we could talk we could talk about books like oh my gosh i could talk yeah. about books all day if you ever want to talk about books my email is rebecca at radcoaches.com <laughs> if enough people are interested maybe we'll have a book club so that leads us into number four is creating a vision board together and men before we lose you <laughs> this is a fun one well regardless of what you think about a vision board the act of creating one if you are in a relationship you're trying to create a life together and so it's just a great visual representation of the things that you find most important to you and like we've said Everything has a financial component to it, whether it's advancing in your career, you're going to make more money, whether it's buying a new home, it's going to cost you money, whether it's starting a business, starting a business, sending your kids to school. Yep. Uh, I mean, that every goal you have is a financial goal unless it's just completely free. It, and even then, if, if it takes an exorbitant amount of time, then it's no longer free. You know, so like you have to think about things in terms of that. So everything that goes on your vision board has a, a financial tie back. But the biggest thing is that you're creating and designing a life with somebody. And so a vision board, while it like seems super woo woo and goofy, um, <laughs> it's a fun little activity to do together. It's a great way to sit down, set intentions together. And again, have discussions about what do we want our life to look like? And even down to even like, what do you want the house that you want to buy? What do you want it to look like? You know, I mean, those are decisions you're going to have as a couple anyways. You know, what what type of countertops do we want? Like, come on. You're yeah. going to have the discussions anyway. Well, it, it, so creating the vision board is quality time together. Then you're talking about what what kind of life you want to have together and where you're you're planning to go. And then when you're done creating your vision board, then you have this visual reminder every day that helps keep you focused on those things so that you don't get totally sidetracked by the next new shiny object mm -hmm. that is out there that's going to catch your attention. It's like, yeah, that's interesting, but is that really where I'm going right now? Mm -hmm. It might, might cause new discussions, but you're not going to totally go off into left field and do something crazy. Yeah. And then tying the vision board also really deeply into the relationship itself. 
is that not everything on the vision board has to necessarily be a material object. Yeah. So one thing that we like to put on there are, you know, goals that we have for the relationship specifically or things that we really love about each other or what we're working to improve as a couple, you know. So it's it can be about that too. And again, you see that reminder every single day like this is how I want to show up in this relationship. This is how this is the kind of wife I want to be. This is the kind of husband I want to be. This is the kind of significant other that like I want to have and so I need to rise to the level, you know. Yeah. Really the best things in life, usually money can't buy them. Yeah. You know, the quality time that you spend with your wife and your kids, the time that you get to spend with your friends going out. Like you might spend a little bit of money, sure. But it's the experiences always seem to hold more value than things. And so by having a vision board and focusing on the experience, then you're going to have a more fulfilling, enriched life as well. Kind of a mantra for me this year is who do I want to be in 2023? And it accidentally rhymed, you guys, but it (laughs) works. And I think that's the other thing about vision boards. A lot of people get really into the manifesting nonsense that is very material. Well, it's very material focused. And it's about more money. And it is about like we're saying, you know, yeah, a a lot of your goals that you have are financial goals. However, it's more about who you are and becoming that person. And yeah, part of it is that you want a nice home, a safe place to stay, et cetera. That makes it on the board, too. But don't forget the other big part of it. Who do you want to be? Yeah. And how do you want to spend your time? Yeah. Which brings us to number five. Which is spending quality time together. And uh, speaking of books and, you know, wrapping all this up and interweaving it nicely together, Stephen Covey is the author of Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, and he talks about relationships a lot in the book. And one of the things he said that really stood out to me was the small things are the big things. So, you know, we think of time in the relationship as like, oh, what's really going to pay off are these big romantic gestures or doing all these wild things extravagant things, but really some of the best things in our relationship are really small habits that we have throughout the day. Like in the morning, we sit down and we listen to some mellow music and we drink a cup of coffee, no distractions. And it's one of the best times of the day together because it's quality time uninterrupted. We haven't turned on our phones. We haven't checked email. We we aren't inviting the outdoor world in, but we're spending time together. And guess what? It's one of the best things we do for our relationship each and every day. Yeah. So we bookend our days with quality time. And we recognize we're very blessed to be able to do that. We've worked very hard to get to this point in our life where we can Mm -hmm. do this and spend this much time together uninterrupted, et cetera. But, you know, another thing that Stephen Covey says, so we're actually currently reading Seven Habits. So together, thus the two references. But He also says, don't prioritize what's on your schedule. Schedule your priorities. And so everybody really does have the capability of doing this. It can be just a matter of taking away your Netflix time, taking away your doom scrolling time, you know, whatever. Because actually, some woman got like roasted on the internet because she said that her and her husband start every morning by sharing a cup of coffee and people like raked them over the coals. I'll be totally honest. I don't think you're as busy as you think you are. So anybody, anybody who was raking this person over the coals, like they're probably just crabs in the bucket and they're extremely jealous. But the thing is you just need to prioritize these things that like Rebecca said, you waste, we collectively, I won't say that it's just you 
in general, we waste a lot of time on social media alone. And if you just took five minutes away mm-hmm. from that, a few times out of the day, you'd add up 15, 20 minutes pretty quickly. Yeah, exactly. And that's all we're really saying is that your priorities put the relationship first and to take away the things that don't matter as much and invest this time in your relationship. It will be one of the best things you ever do for your relationship. And it makes your just your life so much richer. I mean, Stephen Covey hits it on the nail. Also, the small, sweet things in life are what make life beautiful. Do I love the memories of all the epic vacations that we took before we started a business and whatnot? Uh, yeah. Yeah, they are pretty awesome. Highly recommend a couple weeks in Hawaii and in the Grand Canyon and all the things, you know, like they're amazing. I highly recommend getting to the point where money isn't an issue and you can take unpaid time off and go explore. If there's one goal that I think everybody (laughs) should share is like get to the point where unpaid time off isn't going to wreck you and that you can go spend some money and go do something and you're beholden to your job at all Mm -hmm. because it's so nice. But yeah. The and small- that's what we're saying is it's, you got to work towards it. Right. I mean, that's the whole point of this podcast is to reach, get to financial freedom, get yourself to this point because- And if you're in a relationship, you're going to, doing it together is that much more satisfying and it works so well together. Yeah, it, it truly does. Because the the quality time that you get to spend in the relationship, it just gets better and better. And especially when you don't have to worry about the financial component of that quality time, like you're saying- of taking unpaid time off mm-hmm. to go explore more. And it's just like, great, you give me three, four weeks of paid vacation. Well, I'm going to take six weeks a year, eight weeks a year because I can. Yeah. You know, because I've worked hard enough so that I don't really need a full year or whatever it is. So quality time is a wonderful one. And that brings us to number six. Which is a, a true investment in your relationship is going and doing some sort of couples retreat or program we last year about this time actually we enrolled the yoga couple matt and ash that we mentioned they wrote the book the inner work they had a program called namaste together and it was a two-week virtual retreat and it was fantastic we had never done anything like this before but it was one of the one of the best things we've ever done for our relationship and i wrote for this year 2023 do another program like matt and ash's program i want to do another couples retreat because a relationship is worth investing in. It's BS if you believe that a good relationship, you don't need to try. I think you need to go and do something like this. Yeah. I mean, in the past before, so before doing Namaste Together, we had done just like outdoor retreats and, you know, obviously we traveled a lot together, but it was never this thing that was so intentional and immersive specifically to the relationship. Right. Even though that was a virtual thing, I mean, it was two plus hours a day for two whole weeks Yes, that we completely blocked off for everything. And it was so impactful that same thing, like it made me realize that in the past, I, I probably would have looked at like couples retreats as being too woo woo. Like I think right. I have to find the right one, but I have a goal now. I really do want to do this on a regular basis. And if it's in person, like that's cool too. It's going to take a little bit more of an investment. But so worth it. Yeah. Probably a couple camps that people would be against going to a retreat. Mm-hmm. One is like, oh, that's a little too woo-woo. That's out there, whatever. The other one is I don't need to invest in my relationship. Or a couple's retreat is for couples that are struggling. Again, Ooh, yeah. Again, it kind of like that 
my relationship should be so good I don't have to work on it. But the truth is, if you want to take that relationship to the next level, if you want to up your relationship, have better communication, have more romance, have just a better life together, finding the right retreat that speaks to you, I think is is going to be freaking awesome. You're going to you're going to be grateful that you did something like that. Yeah, oh my gosh, you're so right that I hadn't even thought about that because I really think like generally my mind is always about improving. Right. How can I get to a new level? And we're fortunate that we've always done this work together to have a great relationship, you know? But I do come from a broken home and I can just totally see how people would think that it's only for people who are struggling because people think it about financial coaching. Even they think that like only super poor people are really, really super struggling people. And somehow they pull themselves out of that qualifier. Yeah. Right? I was thinking about in self and self-improvement in general. Oh, people who read self-improvement books are, are people they're who, broken. They're broken. They, their lives are in shambles. They, they need the help. And it's like, nah, what if they're really good at what they're doing, but they want to be excellent. It, mm-hmm. The same with the financial coaching. I'm doing okay right now, but I want to take it to the next level. I want to not only feel good, I want to be confident and never question my money again. Or the same with the relationship. I have a great relationship, but you know what would be better is a, having an excellent relationship. And that's what it is when you invest in your relationship. I mean, I think kind of coming to, to a natural close with these points, but it's like, that's what investing in your relationship does. It's not, it's to avoid the bad, but to make it even better if it's good. Yeah don't even know if I have much more to add because I just agree so wholeheartedly that regardless of where you are in your journey with your finances or as a couple, it's just about up-leveling. From whatever point you are currently at, it's about just getting to the next higher level because I 100% guarantee you that there is a higher level. I've never met anybody whose personal finances, I couldn't say, but have you thought of this? And I haven't seen anybody who has the perfect relationship who doesn't have something that they want to improve on themselves. Right. And so, yeah, just highly recommend investing in your relationship. This is the time of year to do it. Right. It's the month of It's the love. month of <laughs> That's so funny. But yeah, so this is the time of year to do it. Invest in your relationship. These are the best ways that we've found to do so. We hope that you find a lot of value in each and every one of these. If you want any recommendations for books to read, we're going to drop all the links to the things that we mentioned in today's episode down in the show notes. Yes. And like Dylan kind of foreshadowed earlier in our next episode, we're also going to be talking about relationships. So make sure to hit that subscribe button and don't miss a single episode. So we appreciate you listening to today's episode. If you'd like to support this podcast, please like and subscribe to it. And if you found this information useful, Share it with a friend. Or better, your significant other. That's right. If you're interested in improving your journey to financial freedom, we have a couple ways that you can do so. One is our online budgeting and cash flow course where you can master those skills and be well on your way to financial freedom and increasing your net worth. And the other way is obviously come work with us. We would love to meet you. We would love to help you get to financial freedom faster and easier than if you were to do it by yourself. We know because we did it ourselves and While it's possible, it is harder and it is longer. So might as well leverage the expertise of someone who's done it for tons of people now. And if you want to find out more about that, schedule a discovery call. We can't wait to meet you. So until the next episode, I'm Dylan Pollock. And I'm Rebecca Brooks. And and we're we're Rad Rad Coaches. Coaches.